Hello and welcome. Thank you for receiving our transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches. The Northman asks, how unappealing can a well-made film be? Oh! <laughs> and Doug. You know, my hot take is more movies should end in nude volcano fights. <laughs> <laughs> we can't deny it. So, starting a bit of a flop streak, our conversation will be centered around The Northman, directed by Robert Eggers. Eggers is probably best known for his weird, surrealist indie movies, The Witch and The Lighthouse, both distributed by A24. The Northman was Eggers' first studio film, and, unfortunately, it may be his last for a while, as it flopped at the box office, failing to make back the estimated $70 to $90 million budget grossing only $69.6 million worldwide. However, it ultimately found financial success in video on demand and other post-theatrical markets. If you know anything about The Lion King or Shakespeare's Hamlet, you'll be familiar with the story of The Northmen. They are all based on The Legend of Omleth by Saxo Grammaticus, found in his 13th century work, Gesta Denorum. It is assumed that the story originated from a 10th century Old Norse epic poem that has now been lost to time. Regardless, the story is ancient and universal. An exiled prince enacts his revenge against his uncle for murdering the king. Several hours alone could be spent in discussing the sheer volume of research Edgars, his writing partner and Icelandic poet Shion, and the production crew delved into for historical accuracy. Archaeologists from Uppsala University, folklorists from University of Iceland, and Viking historians served as historical consultants on the film. The costumes, the music, the towns, the Old Norse dialects, the mysticism and rituals featured, the sports, combat tactics, everything. It is all present, correct, and wonderful to watch. If you enjoy our discussions and would like to contribute or get in contact with us, consider visiting either our Patreon page or our website at rbinnetcake.com, liking, subscribing, and sharing the transmission with your friends. Be sure to join us next week for our discussion of the 1987 classic, Masters of the Universe, directed by Gary Goddard. Beaches, it seems like you didn't care for this so much then. Have you seen the other movies by this director? Like, I wondered, I wonder yes, what you were expecting, yes. I, what you I, wound I up really, with. I really enjoyed The Witch. Which is awesome. The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Uh, I, I, I love it, here. but it's really was, weird. It's not for everybody. Really weird. I, I was there for it for a while until some of the weirdness. I think maybe it just got too weird for me. <laughs> yeah, it gets very weird. So this movie gets a little weird. So I guess I was wondering, like, what's the unappealing part? Not so much weird. It, I just, I was very bored. <laughs> I really? Okay. I was trying to think of something to relate it to, and it was uh, it was similar to my reaction to the Batman. Ah, uh, okay. Just another, I thought, well made film that just didn't didn't entertain me at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's surprising to me. I thought that this would be something right up your alley. I don't know what it was. I was just I, I found myself probably about forty minutes in, just watching the. <laughs> 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 
I, need I'm to 100% check that. How much certain. time is left on Amazon Prime? Sorry. I got to about an hour and 15 minutes and I was like, an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you exactly two moments where I perked up. One was the zombie. <laughs> I was honestly like, oh, it's about to get good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Brief zombie battle. And, yep. And the other was um, the their description of the Christian guy. <laughs> Oh man, a little bit of a chuckle. The noseless guy, it's a corpse nailed to a tree. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys are sacrificing maidens in front of a statue with right. an enormous <laughs> erection. Like, what are you? Jeez. That was something that I found interesting about this movie was all of the Norse mysticism, which apparently yeah, even like the runes mm. for the title cards mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for the telecards sort of and the you chapters, like you said, Beaches, it's very well done. It's a very well-made movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, it's I found it it's a, it's, incredibly it's, It looks wonderful. Yeah. It makes um, it makes me want to go to Iceland. <laughs> about the mysticism, yeah. though, it to, for me, it seemed to go back and forth between ambiguous and, you know, like, here's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, all of a sudden, it would cut is a to like, yeah, yeah, what was the zombie even there? I don't that's why I was wondering if that's what cut you off, because that was very lighthousey, you know, like the lighthouse. You never really knew what was real and what wasn't. I don't. Yeah. And some don't of this, mind. it's like, is it his vision? Is it actually happening? Like, like an inception kind type of thing. I don't I don't mind a thing at the end. We're like, was this was it all a dream? You know, but over the course of it, I'd, I'd like it to feel more like, you know, this is this is a true like fantasy or because to mm. me early mm-hmm. on, it felt more realistic even though we saw the kid floating i thought that was all just like drug induced sure mm-hmm. yeah well and that opening and, sequence and there with the is berserkers that, is that, very earthy and real that mm. that factors mm-hmm. heavily into it is the especially with the berserkers and their use of mushrooms to enhance so their isn't prowess that what they would do and, they'd amp themselves mm-hmm. up on drugs and then they're kind of unstoppable, right? They would use a lot of psychedelics for that. Or was it altered state magic? of consciousness? <laughs> and yeah. And then there's, well, it's then there's like, hey, if I don't feel pain, I can keep chopping people up while they stab me, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the kid is grown up and he's a berserker, they have this beautiful. It's almost it's almost a continuous. I was gonna say those were some long shots in that yeah, sequence. Continuous long shot of it doesn't focus heavily on the brutality of what's happening to the town. It's just part of mm. what the people have to deal with in this world in which they find themselves and how they live their lives. Yeah. It's it's an introduction to a very brutal world. It kind of sets the stage for like this is a brutal world we are entering with. I thought it was people. interesting and maybe I'm misinterpreting it, the the mindset of like the wolf thing and Maybe that's, uh, you know, amping these guys up to a state of like ferality or, or fearlessness, you know, which is good for a, a a fighting crew. I don't know if it was exactly an army, but like a team, like not necessarily good for the individual. But mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The way they just kind of flung themselves to that wall. But, but from that moment where like he catches the freaking spear and throws it back. And then just runs up and climbs that wall yeah, with an axe. Yeah. You're just like, holy crap. <laughs> and he just has like so much rage. Serious like about he this. Seems, <laughs> I mean, he seems almost detached when he's walking through. He's just walks. He's not running. Mm-hmm. He's just walking through and just calmly taking out anybody that gets in his way. He just doesn't give a crap. Dodging you know? arrows. And they do have that scene where um 
The, oh, when he dodges that, that arrow is amazing. He just casually like leans over. <laughs> the things that he might have taken exception to, like them dragging the kid in there to the place they're about to burn, he just sort of uh, the, the, he he's shut off from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like later you see he wouldn't he wouldn't do something like that. Yeah, not 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 exactly participating in it, but uh, you, not you know, doing not, anything not, to stop it either. Not doing it's anything numb, about it. Yeah, numb to it, hardened to it, something like that. There is some fantastic cinematography in this film. This is, and I know that you said that you were not entertained. I wish that there were more movies like this. One of my notes was no green screen BS in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, dang, I, I want to, you know, thank you, Iceland tourism, you know. Well, I mean, One like of my some of those, notes... big, those big shots, oh. you know, I, I obviously they're not actually in a volcano. I mean, it'd be cool, right? But um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those shots of like just the travel and the mountains and the it's incredible. The the Obi Wan and uh, Anakin fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of goes. Into one Obi-Wan. of my notes was note to self. Actually, right, <laughs> never never climb the tree of kings. <laughs> Spooky. I thought that was a very interesting visual. How yeah. it sprouts up from this from the heart that's inside the king that whole sequence that they have and explaining to the prince what is expected of him and his responsibilities should the king be assassinated setting up for the events of the rest of the film but i found it to be a fairly straightforward story there's a lot that i enjoyed about it (laughs) but one of the things that i enjoyed about it was was how how the characters were portrayed where depending on the viewer's point of view they could either be seen as heroic or villainous. Mm, mm-hmm. Even Amleth has to come to terms with his relationship to his father and his mother and how he remembers things when, from when he was a child to how, uh, for example, how his mother perceived all the actions taking place, what her role yeah, was. Yeah, I think that's where it it went different directions of what I expected but I really enjoyed it. Like I wasn't expecting like the shades of good and evil. Like I was just expecting like people to be clashing and chopping each other up. But I mean, I think maybe that was some of what took me out of it was because I, it's, I don't it's know. It's an Eggers movie, right? If you so guys I shouldn't have expected that had the same experience, but I, I kind of, and I don't usually do this. I usually kind of slip into the, you know, I, I don't try to watch movies like analytically, <laughs> but um, I kind of nailed all the characters right from the beginning. like the mom her attitude about the situation didn't surprise me at all um i did get the the point where she kind of starts to seduce him i was like i didn't expect that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) um the the brother at least (laughs) i hesitate to call any of these guys you know villains because this is kind of their culture and it's it's different and they see things differently than we do Mm -hmm. um but I kind of, you know, seeing the uncle as not, you know, as villainous as, you know, you may have thought in the beginning Mm -hmm. didn't really surprise me. And I wondered if that was just sold down to like it being kind of mythological and maybe Mm. maybe this is just stuff I've heard so much that it it wouldn't be surprising. Mm -hmm. It, It is a familiar template for a story. Which I, I think may speak to that, what you were experiencing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do like what they did with the characters. Like the first time you see uh, the uncle as an old person, he speaking a bit of wisdom to his son there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you see, he, he seems to 
care for his family. He seems to. He doesn't have the ego you would think he did. Mm-hmm. You know, well, being was, it was about a deposed king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exactly that. That, that uh, you didn't know whether you were going to be a king or a a, a slave uh, the next season, so that you ought to prepare for both. <laughs> I do kind of like the notion that, like, our version of a happy ending would probably be, of course, he forgoes his. Uh, quest for vengeance and, and lives with Anya Taylor. Um, yeah. And, Olga. and uh, she, he, he kind of uh, goes after what is the happy ending for, you know, a Viking type. Right. Which is that, uh, that uh, glor- glorious trip to Valhalla, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of saying goodbye to his mom and, you know, their corpses kind of, he's like, Hey, uh, you know, we'll party one day. Cause you died by the sword. I'm like, you know, it's like they're it, they're enemies, but they all want to be together. It's by like, my sword. It's interesting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, my bad. You shouldn't have stabbed me. I mean, come on. What did you guys think of? Um, I mean, he was only in it briefly, but I really liked Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was really good. Yeah, Ethan Hawke Like when fantastic. he curses his brother when he's on his knees and he just curses him like that little, ah, I thought that was like, oh, boom, that was so awesome. I mean, he was only in the movie that small little bit. But that sequence where he just like curses and just blesses him out. It's just, that's the Southern way you bless him out. And you're actually cursing. Them. Uh, I thought he was awesome. He totally owned that. It was great. Uh, and then Willem Dafoe. Like Willem that man Dafoe. was Willem Dafoe was born to be in movies like this for parts like that. <laughs> He's one of my favorite actors, man. I, I love Willem Dafoe. When he popped up, I was like, is this the court jester? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when they're they're doing the um, the wolf thing, um, I, I was like, "Is this this is the origin of the mask? Is that what these <laughs> right?" But yeah, like, he, has, know, he has this this great character as the fool and advisor and the shaman at the same time. Yeah, he fulfills all these different roles, and he fulfills it way past the expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was looking at that. Apparently, there's something with like Odin preserving the head of their sorcerer, or shaman, or wise man, or whatever, so it could keep teaching him. Oh, yes. Like even that had kind of a thing. There's that, and then you have the the twin ravens representing Odin's ravens. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot. I didn't of think of that one. I didn't think of, of that one. But look, like Willem Dafoe, like. This the reason I like the movie the, the Lighthouse, I think, is because of when he curses the guy for not liking his lobster for like 10 minutes. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. His character in that movie is just it's incomprehensible. It's totally insane. And in this movie, it's like he's he's supposed to be insane and like doing drugs in a tent, you know, in a loincloth. <laughs> so he's like I, I I love being typecast for this, you know. I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what Green Goblin is. I mean, right? He's. I always liked in that movie how when you realize what's going on, you know, between Willem and the the mermaid. <laughs> oh my god! Which, if you don't know, the mermaid is not like uh, you know, like the Little Mermaid. This is like a uh, a creature. Your you know obvious reaction like is to be grossed out, but to also be like, if I was Willem Dafoe. Uh, <laughs> put yourself in his position <laughs> that's the thing of all the people who have no idea about Norse mythology uh watching this movie hearing stuff like odin Vinrier, valkyrie they just ripped off the mcu <laughs> oh. 
And I'll note again that I did enjoy Love and Thunder. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> For some reason in this movie, Amleth didn't do the splits between like two boats. And... <laughs> what? Such a missed opportunity. <laughs> and like Skarsgård. Uh, where have we seen him? Um for some reason, he oh, didn't make fun yeah. of anything what is that it was with, meaningful in his life. With know. everybody with the last name Skarsgård being fantastic actors. Did I read somewhere that he took part in like the writing of this? And he was oh, a co-producer? I, I think he was involved in the development some. Like I think he had been wanting to make a Viking movie. Uh, and, and maybe something with this legend. Was, he, he is, I think he was. He is one of the producers. I think he was in that Tarzan movie with uh, Margot Robbie. Did you guys see that? No, it wasn't no. great. <laughs> no. Uh, another random note from me: when uh, we first see the adult uh, Amleth, you know, they're they're rowing the boat toward their uh, their destination there, and they sort of close in on him, and you see that necklace his father gave him, and I said they gave us something to remember him by. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I also said the uh, the werewolf effects were terrible. All <laughs> <laughs> these people howling and nobody transforms. <laughs> Imagine if these guys if these guys could actually see a werewolf movie. <laughs> Blow your Is that mind, what's supposed man. to happen? <laughs> like, bro, I did that last time. Didn't you see? <laughs> Dude. And then I got really hungry afterward. <laughs> The only casting that I found didn't fit all that well was Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think of her casting? I mean, she's she's a fantastic actress, but I, I thought she was fine as the queen in the beginning. But when she had to, you know, turn um, like again, I don't want to call it evil, but just um, when her character is revealed, I did not believe that so much. I was thinking more of that she seems out of place with the rest of the cast as far mm-hmm. as her appearance goes. Her plastic surgery is very apparent in this movie. <laughs> and it just, it, oh. it was jarring for me in this historical period piece. Yeah, like if you compare her to like Anya Taylor-Joy, like Anya Taylor-Joy looks like someone from some like distant foreign culture or something in this movie. I don't know. She looks like so unique to me and like her hair so pale and all that she has and then yeah so Nicole, much character Nicole Kidman does kind of look like a suburban okay. mom a bit yeah. all i could <laughs> think know? during their um love making scene was uh oh gosh so i could make a little block breaking sound effect save mushroom kingdom and yes the mushrooms Dude, dude, one of these. Anyone who doesn't understand, Anya Taylor Joy has been cast to play Princess Peach in the new uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, and I'm sure she'll be fantastic in that too. She sounds, she sounds good. Yeah, like I, I don't think I've seen her in anything where she has not been great. Mm-hmm. Oh, the what witch. Did we watch? She's awesome. The, in the, witch. the the two girls movie. What was that called? Um, Last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. Mm. Yeah, yeah, excellent in that. Yeah, I think the first thing I saw her in, I think, was she in Split? Did you guys ever watch Split? I haven't the, seen that. Um, M. Night oh, Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really like Split. Yeah, it was it was good. She was good in that. You know, it's a different kind of role. You know, this is like, I don't know, such a serious, artsy kind of thing. And that's like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan popcorn flick. What a twist, you know, but she's, <laughs> she was awesome in it, you know. 
Uh, and split, oh, it had was twist. something where where they people were almost like he, maybe he's back, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <split laughs> and and then he then he made the crossover between um, the split character and Bruce Willis, and they were like, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I personally enjoyed it, but the general opinion seemed to be no. <laughs> Decisions were made, and we're like, hmm. no. But I I see your point on that one. Like Nicole Kidman, it does feel like the like I say, like an upper class suburban mom a bit where everyone else is like everyone else is just like dirty and just seems like a part of that world and i don't know i'm not saying it right but something about it is a little i can feel you that was another bit that i did not predict was um when he first barges in on her and she's so you know like it just seems kind of normal like you know don't come in here i'm getting dressed right Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's because she didn't want that uh, slave mark revealed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a, a setup that I did not expect <laughs> for a payoff that, again, <laughs> I did not expect. Mm-hmm. It does give more context to the relationship between the queen and the king and mm-hmm. Amleth's existence. Okay, the best character name, however, was Fenir the Nose Stub. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, what we can uh, call this guy, he Nose got- Stub... A nasty end too. <laughs> that that scene, the scene when Emleth was young and just flicked the oh, but then the way he finished him, oh my gosh! All the brutality in this movie, and that was like, ugh. <laughs> ugh, ugh. that was something. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, hmm, where should I put this sword? I know. through your nose holes the northmen his death was kind of creative um where you know you you knew you had seen the head slashed off and you thought maybe um uncle i'm never gonna remember his name right it's one of those is hard to pronounce for us the the uncle's body is just waiting to fall (laughs) down and when he does you realize he's let go of the sword and it's still like, yeah, like stuck in, yeah oh, because, no. because of the, the the silhouette yeah. that they have yeah. going on that was pretty good <laughs> he got the death that he wanted yeah i mean in a way it is it's what he wanted and it's kind of like final vision of his kids his bloodline his love carrying on and then mm-hmm. the valkyrie riding off for real i guess or whatever like he literally um, did sort of leave as though he was definitely not gonna survive right was the sword magic or was it just coincidence? Was it just a bad, you know, connection with the oh, sheep? Oh, that the guy that, couldn't unsheath it. Couldn't <laughs> yeah. it up. Was that guy a moron? <laughs> Didn't know how swords work. Did he just need to do more push-ups? Or there was, was just it? a catch in there somewhere that wasn't releasing. <laughs> There's a trick to it. You got to twist and pull. <laughs> He's like dumb yeah, dumb. You're it, supposed to pull instead of push it. It can only be Wesley Snipes' hands. <laughs> it did. It did have runes on it. I mean, ah. runes, runes decide everything. I choose to believe that it was magic. Fitting in well with the mysticism that they displayed. I'll take it. I believe that's supposed to be open to interpretation. And that's something that I enjoy about movies is when is when there is ambiguity like that, where it's not entirely spelled out that this is what you have to get out of this movie. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, 
Thank you, and good night. Have you guys seen this new Evil Dead Rise trailer? Well, I was about to say, I, what did you think of that? I I, seen it. I'm intrigued. And I'm like, down. I think I messaged, uh, you know, of course you could say, you know, it's, it's not Sam Remy, it's not Bruce Campbell, you know, how could it be any good? But the last movie, the, the Evil Dead remake of sorts, was also the same scenario, and it, I thought it was terrific. <laughs> Yeah, they've done I mean, better at handling it, their IP than most. It, it could always <laughs> use most. Bruce Campbell. I, I wouldn't have complained if the, the remake had had Bruce Campbell in it, I'm saying, but I I, I, I liked it. So I, I guess it's just, I'm not... It's interesting how they treat it. They treat it like a... I don't know. It's almost like a subgenre of Evil Dead movie. There's like the kind of comedy kind of... And then there's like the straight up horror ones. It's yes, interesting. Yes. And that's a, that's what I liked about the remake was it. You're willing to it, treat it, them with it different was totally like tones. based on the original, which was like a more straightforward horror. So they mm-hmm. made this remake uh, a straightforward horror. So it seems from the trailer that's where this new one's going to fall. I, oh, I didn't yeah. see much it in sure the way does. of comedy. No, not a bit. It would be tough to try to simulate uh, a Sam Raimi type humor without him. I, I was going to say, I think that's the right way to go. If they tried to do some zany Bruce Campbell-esque kind of, it would fail. It would become irritating. <laughs> I mean, it just would. Only like, he can pull if, that off. If anyone else had done Drag Me to Hell, it would have been awful. <laughs> right. <laughs>